You're listening to Going to the Chapel, a 21 Jump Street podcast. Grab your Aquanet, throw on your best acid wash jacket, and join us as we gab about this classic television program. Hi, Narc Blossoms. I'm Amanda McLaughlin. I'm Christopher McLaughlin. And this is Going, Going to, to the, the Chapel. Chapel. This podcast is a deep dive into the Fox television show 21 Jump Street that ran from 1987 to 1991. And just like in our marriage, I know nothing. And I know everything. Hello again, Narc Blossoms. Here we are. Season 1, Episode 5, My Future's So Bright, I Gotta Wear Shades, which is just the most 80s sounding thing ever. It's um, based on a song title. That is, The Future So Bright, I Have to Wear Shades. Oh. See, I don't know any, any music, so you have to depend and on And I would, like, one. insert here, like, a sound clip from that song, but I have no, I'm pretty sure that we would get it's copyright. in trouble I, uh, for that. They would, they would shut our whole channel down. So just imagine a song like that from the 80s. What you're imagining is pretty much what it is. All right, you ready to dive in? Let's do this. I'm ready. All right. So, this uh, is, by the way, I will preface this by saying this is probably the first super serious toned episode oh yeah it definitely has a much more um not that i mean it's actually pretty funny at times but it is there are parts of up i mean that's true of the show in general but i think this episode has the heaviest kind of criminal aspect to it like not the seediest necessarily but the to me it's one of the harder ones it's one that i don't like to watch very often well and it, it definitely feels much more like a typical police procedural law and order not law and order because it's a court thing but you know much more like a typical police procedural than um than sort of the fun loving thing that it was for the first few Yeah episodes. and i mean i'm sure you know like drugs and and things that we've had in the past are obviously important issues but this one yeah. Anyway, let's dive in. All right, let's dive in. Yes, we'll we'll we'll, get, we'll discuss it. So there's no cold open. So it's just the the opening credits with the spray paint and and singing about all the good stuff um, about jumping. Jump. Yeah. Uh, and so we jump into some drunk revelers bursting out of uh, what is clearly a prep school, uh, carrying umbrellas because it's raining. I was I think it must have been raining the week they were filming this because there's a number of scenes in the rain and they have umbrellas. Uh, um, and there's a preppy you know scarf wearing brigade and uh they're they're all very three boys and one girl they're all very um obviously well to do i call this um the 80s life and death brigade because for anyone who's a gilmore girls fan you'll know what i'm referencing it gets even more like explicitly that later but yes i am am hashtag not team logan (laughs) so i'm like this is what I mean, Gilmore Girls make it seems like fun. We just go out and do Rich things. Kids. But I, yeah. I really think that this episode is more probably what that's like. So at the very beginning, with the three boys, we notice, and you notice it right away because it's very hard to miss this face, is baby Josh Brolin, who is our first, as far as I know, as far as the two of us can think of, the first famous, future famous person. Although he was already famous at this point. Goonies had already come yeah, out, Goonies right? Had so, come out. I mean, he was, and of course he's, He's a Hollywood royalty in the sense well, that he yes. was, you know, James Brolin is Also, dad. for any young people watching Thanos. Well, Thanos. We're talking about Thanos. Yes, I mean, and, it, well, gosh, he's been and in everything. And for anybody who was actually around he's in the, the 80s, yes, we're talking about Brand. Josh Brolin from the Goonies. Brand from the Goonies. I mean, gosh, he's been in everything He recently. has been in many things. He was, the, he was the baddie in Deadpool, and he was, God, he's... Uh, I mean, I still think of him as Llewellyn Moss from No Country for Old Men, yeah, which that's is an iconically good... 
performance yes. by him. He's a terrific and very broad actor, and, it, and you'll see he does a really good job with this role. And I also want to add, this is something that I've read. I don't remember where I read it, and just FYI, a lot of the things that I mention on here as facts that I have in my brain, many of them are in my brain, as we talk about <laughs> in the beginning. I know everything, but... Usually the sources are things like Wikipedia or IMDb from ages ago. But I remember reading that Brolin was actually up for the part of Tom Hansen originally. He was one of the actors in consideration, which would have been a much different Very show. different feel to it, for sure. Yeah. Fun, fun fact, James Brolin was actually read for James Bond when they were reading really? literally everybody. Yeah, there's actually test footage of him reading. And he's pretty good. He even has a decent British accent. But oh, then that would be weird. it's yeah, weird that they were cast. They were accent. yeah with um, American actors for some reason. But anyway, we're way off topic. But just a fun fact for the day. Um, but yes, don't get your facts from podcasts, kids. Always do your own research. I say that's uh, YouTube <laughs> we, videos. We're not really re- This is if you want something scripted and well researched. This is not that podcast. <laughs> this is just us BSing about about a show that. Uh, is, um, is one fun. of the other revelers. <laughs> You did not recognize him, but you did, did not, not watch the show. Is I don't remember what his name is, but is one of the doctors in Doogie Hauser. Oh, nice! So it's so, it's so eighties right now between the Goonies and Doogie Hauser, where we got everything covered. Yep. So we we uh, end up in a convenience store, and Baby Josh Brolin, whose character, by the way, is named Rolander. Which no, is... Rollator. Rollator. That's right, Rollator. Which always, which every time they say his name, makes me think of Rollades. Yeah. And I guess it's supposed to be like one of those like rich sounding. It names. does sound kind of like, a, but it just sounds like, like relates to me. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a dumb name, but you know names are dumb sometimes. Um, so he's trying to buy liquor, and the convenience store guy is basically like, you know, I need to see some ID. And so of course, being the rich twerp that he is, he slides in. I don't remember how much money he slides in. Was it 20? well? 100? He asks for ID, and he I think it's a hundred. He's like, I only have this hundred, sir. And he says, how about this? You keep the change. Yeah. Like he bribes him. Total, total bribery. To not have to. Of course, the problem is he's a like smarmy dick about it. Then he's like, oh, you need to put it in this. And I need oh, yeah. glasses oh, yeah. too. And, and like, yeah. I need a, a bag because yeah, alcohol containers is, is illegal or something, sir. I don't know. He's he's a complete dick to this poor convenience store guy who's just trying to do his job. Like we're just setting up that these are rich people. Rich white boys who can do whatever the F they want to do. Yeah. Also, I wrote down, if I was that guy, that $100, but I mean, I'm sure he doesn't make a lot of money, but I'd be like, hell no, let me see your ID. ID yeah, I exactly. said it the first time. But that's I think, that smarmy stuff doesn't work for I me. I feel like they're already setting up essentially, of course there's a class thing going on anyway, but setting up essentially that he knows that this guy's daddy is somebody, obviously. And so he I knows guess. that he can't, that he's never going to see the inside of a jail cell. So, like, why push it? Like, take the $100 and go for it. I guess, you know? but you can just be like, get out of the store, dude. I don't know. I wouldn't yeah. take a, I wouldn't take the change from, like, three bottles of cheap champagne yeah. as a <laughs> bribe to let, like, of course, you know, whatever. Anyway, so uh, we cut to partying on what is clearly one of their dad's yachts. They're, they're like, oh, Miss Morgan, are you having fun now? And the, so the girl is obviously not... They're getting her They're getting her plastered. The, the implication as they sort of... Because it kind of pans away is that well, there's, you know, date rape is about well, to happen because here. because they're, they're chanting that there are 
um, bunks down below. Oh, that's bunks right. Down below. Oh, God, yeah, it's and so I gross. wrote, bad things happen on boats. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do it's... not get on a boat with rich people. You, you always sunny in Philadelphia fans might know the the scene where he uh, talks about. Uh, you know, I'm in the boat because of the implication. I don't know if you know that scene. There's a there's a scene where he's talking about like um like she'll have she'll have sex with me because of the implication. He's like the implication. Well, I'm in a boat. He's like, what do what do you mean? He's like, well, you were making it weird. It's this whole thing about how like when you're in a boat with somebody, you don't have a lot of choice as to you know escape routes. Just ask uh, poor Natalie Wood about how that. That's goes. what I was gonna say. Like yeah. boats. Bad stuff happens on boats. But yeah, they're boats. like talking about bunks down below, which. Gave me this, like such an icky feeling. Yeah. This poor girl. Anyway. So, um, after that, we cut to a kid delivering the paper, presumably the following morning. And one of the first directorial things I've kind of noticed, he stops suddenly, and there's a dolly zoom. Which, if you don't know what a dolly zoom is, think of the 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 scene I always think of is uh, Roy Scheider character when he sees the uh, shark attack on the beach, and, and you see in Jaws where. It's it sort of it creates this effect it's that where everything zoomy effect where everything where else is going like, around. Whoa. Like you see it a lot when there's like a big reveal or like something yeah. scary, like the whoa. It's a really cool I call effect. It the, whoa, it's shot. a really cool effect. And so, they do that on this uh, newspaper boy. Uh, yeah, I wrote great shot. It's what, what how it's done is is you dolly. It's called a dolly zoom because you dolly the camera back away from the subject, but you zoom in on the subject While at the same time. It, so, so it, it basically makes weird. everything else. It makes the keeps the subject basically in. Sp- in place, but everything else is moving around. So it's it's that disorienting thing. I think that's what I Hitchcock did in Vertigo. I believe is is how so. he did the Vertigo effect when Jimmy Stewart's trying to go up the stairs. Anyway, sorry, that's a little bit of film nerdery going on there. No, that's um, good. And then we have a regular zoom onto poor dear Kim Morgan dead in a ditch. And I mean, it's pretty like it's pretty graphic looking. I mean, I mean she's there's like, no not blood bloody, or anything yeah. like that, but it's it's not. She's like pleasant. blue, as I yeah, remember. Yeah, she sort is. Of... It's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was like, that kid is now scarred for life, and he's a young paper boy too. I mean, yeah. this is not like a fifteen year old paper boy. He's yeah. got to be what nine? Yeah, well, I don't know, maybe somewhere 10, between like yeah. nine to twelve. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he's scarred for, scarred life, for now. life. Also, I swear, I, I said this to you, and you were like, yeah, kind of. I think he looks like our son. At that age, like I, that's what I imagine he's yeah, going to look like. like. Maybe it's, I could see it, was, it. It was something about his face, and I was imagining our poor our child, poor child coming across that. Our son like, is three, oh, by the way. My heart. Yes. That's such a great scene, like with that shot and the way it's done. It's like so shocking. Oh yeah, that's it's... part of the reason I say this one is like one of the more serious ones now because like well, this whole, is like a murder mystery. It's now. actually a murder yeah. now, which yeah. has not been a thing. So we we. Cut to, from this, to Jump Street. And uh, <laughs> the first thing I wrote is, Jenko going full lumberjack. He's got an orange, and boys at orange, knit cap and flannel. And it looks like, yeah, he looks like he's ready to go. I thought he go. was going deer hunting or something. Yeah, like it does that. have that look to it. Like, I, I love how hippies and, like, rednecks can sometimes have this, like, convergent <laughs> fashion sense. But, That's weird, um, And Hanson, meanwhile, is uh, got his, this very preppy, he's got this, like, collar. I don't know if it was popped or just It wasn't collar, popped, but... it was a pretty big collar. On this, and, like, shirt. And, of course, um, H.T. has got his uh, dangly earrings because, you know, that's just how it is. So, The guy from downtown, I am assuming he's the guy from Homicide. Right, he's discussing the situation. And is discussing the situation and basically being like, we ha- we think it's um, some people from West Chadway because there was a big party. Mm-hmm. West Chadway is, of course, the name of the preppy school. Yeah, yeah. And so they're like, well, why don't you ask everyone that was... Because he's talking about this girl, and like 
they know that she had alcohol in her system. They're doing tests for more things. There's probably drugs involved, etc. And so we're looking at a possible homicide, possible rape, because she was at this party. And of course, they're at the guys are asking, "Why don't you just round up and ask people who are at the party?" And he basically says, "They're all the richies, right?" And I can't do very much about you know, daddies all have money, and of course, so Pinhall does this whole like, "Yeah, they get they're always above the law," you know, that yeah. kind of. Then Jinko says, "Well, you're going to have to learn because you and Hanson right. are going going to the prep school, and then um, HT is going to be backup, which we'll figure out what that's going to be, and then uh, Judy." is uh, going to be on victim duty, so she's going to interview the victim's family and try to figure out what happened with, with Kim, who is obviously from the other Get side of the tracks. information about her. And I wrote down, um, because Jinko was talking about West Chadway and that it was $6,000 a year yeah. at the time. So I did the conversion for what that would be today. Oh, yes, thank you. It would be $13,550.60 for... High school for a year. For a year, there's some upper level that are I mean, more yeah, expensive I believe, than that. I even believe up to that twenty thousand these days. And uh, like again, I think we're supposed to assume that this is California. So I believe that a richy rich school in California would oh, yeah. absolutely those prep schools like Sidwell Friends in Washington or some of the ones in in up in New England that like you know oh, what's that book? You'd anyway. have to pay me that much to go to a prep school. Oh, that's anyway. all. And well, Hanson's excited though, and of course, well, because he's like, oh, finally, you know, somewhere. Where I don't have to act like a whatever. Right, act, act like a tough. You can actually. And, and Doug's like, bruh. And I, I love, um, uh, uh, Jenko says, uh, you got on the right duds, bub. You know, he's like, you know, he, he's like, oh, finally, Hanson's going to fit in somewhere. <laughs> we cut to uh, the school, and the headmaster is giving uh, Penhall and Hanson a tour. Penhall looks so uncomfortable in his. I feel like that no, wasn't just Penhall being uncomfortable. Oh, that's absolutely Peter Deloise. I feel like that Deloise wearing a tie is just like, why am I wearing a tie? But looking so so preppy, and he's giving them all these like crazy. Well, of course, the directions, the school is confusing and labyrinthine, and then all their rules are like arcane well, he and was just weird. He was explaining the schedule, and it was this weird thing, like the third period classes at the I don't know it made no sense and of course Doug was like what like yeah. it was very and he's very like well here at what's Chadway you know yes so it's uh, unusual for us to let people in part way through the year oh yeah well blah, blah 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 the school is exactly as pretentious as you would imagine it to be Right up to the English class, which we get into, and the teacher is, I said, is either English or just pretentious. I'm not sure which. I think he's just pretentious. He's, he didn't sound English. He was like, all right, oh boys, God, we're preparing I, you for your, you know, finishing school, essentially. The worst. The worst. What is Robin Williams' character's name in... Um, oh, uh, uh, Keating. Yes, he's yeah. like the complete total opposite. He's like the previous teacher before yes. Keating starts. Oh my God. Or no, the one who takes over for I mean, for he's him. absolutely what I would think that an English teacher would be like, somewhere like this, but the way... Oh my God, I hate it. <laughs> the one who makes them put the introduction back I in the book? I just to say that I hate almost everyone in this episode. All these rich people. I think that's part of the reason this one's hard for me to watch is because rich people still get to do whatever the F they want. Rich white men always get to do whatever they want. <laughs> and it just makes me sick, and I just hate them all. <laughs> They're they're analyzing all the king's men by Robert Penn Warren, um, which is a uh, you know that it's a pretentious thing to be studying. Um, I mean, it's not a bad book, but it's 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 just appropriate. But the pretension is in the way that they talk oh, about yeah, novels. Like, it's so. Oh, I mean, I remember doing yeah. that in high school, but it's yeah. like, 
and what is the symbolism of that and what did he mean why were the curtains red and I'm like they just wrote a book yeah and she anyway. says this is a nerd um, so he he's obviously going to pick on the new kids and Penhall to everyone's surprise or at least everyone watching surprise has done the reading good job Penhall he, well, he, he, answers re- the he, he answers a question correctly he answers a question correctly well at least he did enough of the reading to answer the question and then he asks Hanson another question the questions aren't really important to the germane to this thing and Hanson tries to give a smart alecky response I think he's still kind of in that thing of like I'm gonna be the bad boy well and that's the thing is that he's they've trained him so hard to like be the cut up and be like because you know every time that they go undercover they're usually like supposed to be kind of these seedy guys who have who have gotten kicked out of their other school so that they could figure out who is the criminal element but in this case, it's like Richie Rich criminal element. So their backstory is that they violated something on the honor code at their last yeah. school. But yet they're still these Richie Rich, you know. That's the weird thing about, about like, rich criminals is that whole thing of, like, they're... It's not that they're nerds, but they have to do well in school. Yeah. And they have to have this certain level of being better than everyone else and 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 academics is one way they can do that so like they're not nerds but you have to know everything about all the king's men for example right and i think hansen is still trying to do that whole like he makes some silly joke well i do find it funny that they're all obviously very proud like you know even the rich like kids who were definitely headed to harvard in public school don't almost wanted to hide the fact that they were smart. Like, certainly that was me for trying to hide the fact that I was smart. And, like, these guys are, like, like douchey and pretentious about, oh, I know all the answers to the questions, which is funny because, like, you'd think rich twerps would be like, I don't have to know all the answers to the questions. I'm going to get into Harvard anyway. But, like, obviously there's a sort of competitiveness about this particular institution. Anyway. I think that's bred a little bit. Oh, yeah. It, well, it feels... also really part of it is that they're all – it's all bullshit, Oh, yeah. So they have to be good at bullshitting. They're like, well, the meaning of all the king's men is that we're all on a road. Yeah. And sometimes we get off the the path that yeah. we need to straighten up or some stupid shit. Which is the answer Which that Hanson didn't know. Which is because that's what they're supposed to be doing. Right. But so also they, the, because the, when Tom... The chant. They start this chant state with teacher. State college or... State college. State college. college. Like, because, he's going to have to go to state college. Because, one, that must be the worst thing in the world. And my question is... The teacher doesn't seem to stop that. So that to me almost seems like something that just there's not that they're supposed to do, but like that that just happens at the school that you start chanting state college to people. Well, okay, so let's let's tie this into current events. Of course, that we just had that scandal with Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman, you know, cheating to get their kids into the right school, which is USC, which was a state college, by the way. Damn it, Becky. Why you gotta be this way? But at certain of these preparatory schools, it's a hundred percent that way. Like if you don't get into the right college, like the big Ivy Leagues or Stanford or the 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 liberal arts schools, like your you know Amherst's or Williams or something, then you failed. Like if you have to go to, you know, even one of the still on the U.S. News and World Report list, but a little further down oh, colleges. Yeah. It's like you failed at life, you know, and you're but never going to get like anywhere. I feel like it's something that's almost like school-sanctioned for them to chant at one Oh, it's bu- school-sanctioned bullying, 100%. And I, I think maybe it's less that, like, there's, like, a rule about if someone gets a question wrong, but it's more something that probably for generations they've done, like, you know, pick on the weaklings, basically, kind of thing. Yeah. 
Anyway, I put the something here that Depp's face is actual Depp. Is all I put. I don't remember what happened there, but I'm sure it was a very Depp like pulled a face that was just like yeah, I was like, oh, there he is, saying his like smart alecky thing. Yeah. And then so we moved to the hallway, and Penhall was meanwhile being like, what's wrong with going to state? He's the, basically well, doing the same thing we're Penhall doing. Well, also Penhall says, I just got lucky because All the King's Men is like the only book I read yeah. in high school. <laughs> well, and it's the only book he read for prep, I guess. Well, but... and Hanson is like really frustrated. He's like, what do I know? I'm going to state. Like, he's yeah. really upset that this happened because his whole vibe in this episode is like, these are my people. Like, right. he even says that, I think. Oh, yeah. These are my people. And I should be able to, of all things, I should be able to fit in with them and then, like, Penhall is the one who actually got the question right. And But Penhall is like, well, what's wrong with State College? Like, Yeah. And it, again, I, it's so funny how Tom gets in this episode because it doesn't really matter other than the fact that they're trying to, you know, figure out this thing with uh, Rollator and the other right. two. I don't remember their names. But I, don't it's, remember I think it's still, names. there's a status thing with Hanson, obviously. Maybe it's his daddy issues or something. Uh, although I do have Hanson born to prep. Somebody. I don't know if he yeah, said that. Yeah, that's what yeah. Penhall says. Yeah, he was born to like be a prep. Like Tom yeah. Hanson, born yeah. to prep, which yeah. is so true. <laughs> true enough. The important thing in, in this hallway scene is the boys... One of the one of the boys well, tells this, the other... they're not obviously next to Penhall. No, in, in a separate thing, find out that Kim Morgan died. Because I guess I'm sure they just sort of left her drunk on the side of the road somewhere. And so they basically agree to, like, hope that it just kind of blows over well, and they're going to ignore it. Well, because the one guy, there's one of the three of them. I, I, can't, I can't remember, remember yeah, all of their name names either. because I honestly don't give any Fs. He's kind of the one that we get the sense of throughout the episode that he has a little bit more of a oh, conscience than yeah. the rest of them do. I mean, not enough to not do things, but he's the one he comes up. He's like, I just heard that Kim Morgan died. Yeah. What are we going to do about it? And Rollator and the other guy are like, we're not going to do anything about it. This is like kind of like knowing looks all around. Groups always have these kind of hangers on who want to be part of the group. They don't really buy into what's going on with the group, but they'll... They'll look the other way because they just don't want to get And they know they the need to be part of the group. Right. Especially in this situation, I think it's like he knows that Rollator is kind of like one of the top dog kind of things, you know. We cut to the hut with the girl. So, I don't know. Did we talk about this? We no. may have, uh, that There's the headmaster mentions this in the midst of his long uh, monologue. That there's a hut between the girls' school and the boys' school where they can kind of mingle and presumably find mates to uh, the... do their thing. Yes, exactly. It's where, 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 where the, the liaisons. Girls, where the girls can get their MRS yeah, exactly. degrees. Um, and so Penhall, of course, being the, the player that he is, is, is macking away. And Hanson is just not, not into it at all. But he, Penhall is, is playing it well, up and trying it's to... It's also that the girls aren't really into Tom because he's kind of still broody. He's just from... being, yeah, he's being a little bit broody. And and the boys arrived. The I come well, to boys. Well, and I put more earrings because there was some earring work in this that I oh, thought I that you appreciated. It. Yeah, where the girl was wearing earrings and Penhall says, "Nice earrings," and yeah. she says, "Thanks, my mom gave them to me." He's like, "Really? Can I try it on?" And he like puts, oh, he her, puts earring her earring in on. her ear, yeah. puts her earring in his ear, it's and ridiculous. she's like, "Does that mean we're going steady now?" And he's like, "I'll let you know." Yeah, it's great. <laughs> So the boys arrive, and I just put just whip your dicks out already because they're they're you know obviously being like well we're the we're the you know what you guys are going on our turf so obviously these I girls think they're kind of feeling him they're out. also trying to see if these guys are cool or not or whether they can get them involved in their schemes which will become clear as time moves along because they're new kids and and of course they're talking about um, how. Rollator is the president of, of the, the Honor, Honor Council Society yeah. or, or whatever I, I put Honor, Honor Council, Council yeah. yeah of course because that's how things like that work oh yeah. Um, Putting the fox in charge of the hen house. 
And they do know that these guys were, I think, the ones at the party, the ones that were seen with Kim. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so basically, we're just setting up the the. They're getting to know. Getting one to another. know you. Getting to know you. <laughs> Hard cut in this case to the Morgan house. And I just put it, Judy Hoff's hair is full of secrets. It's uh, <laughs> which is a Mean Girls reference to the fact that her hair is very big. It's very eighties and beautiful. and wonderful. Um, and she's talking to Kim's mom, and we find out that Kim was a bit of a wild child. Her dad died. This is where I wrote Daddy Issues, the series. Everybody has daddy issues, which, I mean, it's a plot device. And I guess everybody does have daddy issues I mean, of one kind or another. Um, we all screw up our children, and our, we are all screwed up by our parents. Yeah, but. and the mom was like, I mean, she liked to go out a lot, and she was a little bit wild. Is that so bad since her dad died? I think they're working hard the way that Judy talks to her. They're trying not to get into, like, victim-blaming area. They just need to know, you know, if there was foul play or not. And so... Yeah. The mom is saying that, yeah, she went to the party. She and she, well, she was kind of... Those West Chadway boys. And she... The I mom the... says that the girl says something like, I could marry more money in a minute than I could make in my entire life. So yeah. she was Pursuing her MRS. trying yeah. to do that because she was from the wrong side of the tracks and she knew that that's the way to, you know, go up in life or whatever with these awful, awful rich people. Right, boys. well, but and... She was like... A party girl, obviously, we get that sense in this scene, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, and it doesn't mean that you should end up dead. <laughs> well, and I think, I mean, and this is, I mean, it's a time-honored thing for, I mean, women have done this for, for centuries of, you know, if you're poor, one easy way to get social mobility is to marry rich, and, well, even if you're, and if you're from the wrong side of the tracks as a woman, that's, you know, two strikes against you. And Total- if you're a person of color, just, right. you're just out of luck. <laughs> Total speaking of the person of color in this scene, Holly Robinson's eyeballs. I just have to mention them every so often. I mean, I'm gonna be talking about Peter. Listen, I'm I'm fine with it's, it. She is. She's her, well, the, the, and, and I think the directors of the series knew because they give her lots of close-ups. Which, in addition to I mean, having a very pretty face, it's just her eyes are so she, light. Really and nice. Be- I mean, she's just still yeah, stunning. She's still very Good job, Rodney Pete. <laughs> so we meet Vinny. Who's her brother? Who's extremely Kim's brother? Kim's brother. Yeah, sorry, not not Judy's brother. Who is extremely mad about all this? You can tell he's ready to set up a guillotine and and, and I get know. it because his sister just died. We don't really we're not really told how old he is. He's clearly an older brother, and I don't know if he lives with the mother or is just around. Because later we see him working in a shop, so he's clearly old enough to be out of school, have a job. I really want to like Vinny because I understand his daughter or his um, sister just died, was possibly murdered, was possibly raped. Like, I understand his anger, but he just, like, immediately is, like, after Judy, like, those, they killed her. I know they did. Like, why aren't you doing anything? And she's like, that's why I'm here. Here, yeah. And he's like, his whole thing is that it wasn't her fault. She didn't have anything to do with it. And I'm like, well, yes, no, but we still need to know the end, the whole thing in order to try to solve right. and, uh, it. Well, Judy's trying to help, and he's just being like, and he's kind you of guys are not doing anything. Yeah. And again, it's hard because this is They're literally grieving. right after it happens. He's yeah. grieving. Everybody's grief looks different. Being an older brother, I can understand why he would go to anger, but like it's displaced anger. And I know it's because there's no way he could go after the Richies, but I just, it's hard because I want to like him because I'm like, I totally understand because if it happened to me, I would want to kill them too. But it's like, well, he well he says something like, "Oh, I see they sent their most experienced officer," which is one of those. Yeah, they, look, it's a young person right. conversation. But she's like, "Look, man, I'm here to try to help." We cut to the uh, uh, house, obviously where the guys are living, 
at the prep school or near the prep school. And it's one of their houses. They talk about one how they're, their, they're one of their parents' houses. It's uh, they call themselves the Fun Club. This is where I wrote Life and Death Brigade because I, I had the same thought sort of independently. Yes, of and you. so they're the Fun Club, which I'm like, oh, that's very creative, there, uh, fella. Yeah, that's that's just great. Um, and uh, and Rollator's doing coke off of a coffee table. Oh yeah, table. I put they it, are just damn. They're just straight, just doing coke. It's so eighties. It's right the now. most eighties thing I've ever off seen. a glass coffee like, table at that. And I also cocaine was a huge thing for Richies in the eighties, but like teenagers. I mean, I guess. Probably rich teenagers, but it's just so crazy to me because it was like they're just talking, talking about how they what what is it that they say that their little motto is? It's like they're risk takers. Oh, I remember it just being Um, douchey, and and I didn't write down something about wealth makers and that like if there's no risk, there's no reward. Well, that's their big thing. Crazy thing. It's just they're bored rich kids and they want to have risk in their lives. Yep. They don't have any other way. Basically. Um, and if they offer Penhall some some Coke. And he does this little clever maneuver where you can clearly see he's not doing the Coke. But he's, but he's they like, don't notice he's make, he basically brushes it off onto the floor and makes it look like he took it. It's, it's pretty clever, actually. When you're an undercover cop, you gotta... You gotta, gotta keep your cover. Those skills. Um, and then, so a guy in a leather jacket, uh, who we don't know who he is yet, arrives and everybody's kind of like... Looks at his other shady. He's obviously kind of, you know, the shady guy. He has a briefcase. And he's clearly not a Richie. He's like... A and he has a briefcase full of cash. Oh, I wrote down the name of the kid who's actually guilty. Because you can see... This is where I said, oh, you can see that one kid's actually feeling guilty is about it. Is it Kelly? Graham is what I wrote, but... I think that might be his last name. But okay. yeah, Graham. Graham's his last name. Anyway, because they, I think they call each other by their last names. Because of course yeah. they do. We find out, basically, they're, they're using... This guy is telling them they need to do a drug run from him and... They're like, we're not going to do that. And he's he's like, we're business associates. So he yeah. says something about, you use my facilities for a party. Yeah. I use your daddy's plane, plane to run drugs. Right. So clearly whatever this party was, they must have like used, um, this guy's name is Kurt. They must have used him for it. So he's, he's like pushing them to do a drug run. And they originally say they're not going to do it, but he brings up Kim Morgan. Yeah. And he's like, he's like that. It was stupid the way you did that. You were here. You were over there. You were everywhere. You bought cheap wine. And they're like, how do you know about that? And he says something about, don't worry, I cleaned it up for you. So I don't, I, we never get a sense of knowing what exactly that means, Right. but I'm assuming that maybe there was some physical evidence or something yeah, they, they were sloppy he, about what was yeah. going on of course they weren't intending to murder her in the end i mean it was it was just a i mean they were intending to rape her obviously but which is bad enough but um yes it's terrible they are convinced by this argument that they need to uh to do this and they decide to initiate penhall into their club um they don't indicate what they're doing yet but they well and also we want to point out that they didn't really like tom this is why penhall is oh, the yeah. only one there and they at, he says something about his his who his dad is because Pinhall of course has this backstory, and they ask him if he's gone a lot because they're trying to find another house to you know do all their stuff, right. and he says well but my mom's sick but my my friend has a house so he's trying really hard get Hanson back in to it to keep Hanson back in it because he needs that backup and right before commercial break they ask you know do you have a passport so. Obviously, we're we're not only just doing drug running, we're doing international drug running, and that is our cliffhanger, if you will, for the commercial break. Dom DeLuise in the 80s, yes. this year actually, 87, I looked one up, used to do commercials for, I believe it was Ziploc, 
and I found one and it was very cute. So wouldn't that be great if if like a Dom DeLuise Ziploc commercial was on this? That would have been that would have been hilarious. Penhall, you can imagine uh, uh, Peter DeLuise being like, "Dad, you're messing with my show." <laughs> um, come back from commercial to Twenty One Jump Street, and Judy is reporting about what she found out, and I love that she and says. Funny. We were not dealing with Gidget here, which is a great reference. I don't know if you get the the idea is Gidget, of course, is is Sally Field's you know just squeaky beach, clean beach character yeah um, image. Um, she and Pinhall were talking about something because she's like, well, she wasn't Gidget, and so Pinhall was like, well, maybe she wasn't murdered or something, and she's like, oh, well, so it it's okay for her to be raped, and and he's yeah. like, no, no, no. I I like the way that the show is very clearly showing like, yes, she had these behaviors. But they're but it's actually not okay to victim blame, which in the eighties right. is like a big deal that they were that they like at all presented that. Yeah, way. it's it's so definitely ahead of well, the show is ahead of its time in some ways. And Doug ways. was like, no, that's not what I'm. So that kind of rape comes up because they're still pretty sure that that was what. And Penhall clearly has been a little bit charmed by these guys because he says he doesn't think they're murderers. Which I mean, I guess I mean you could be not necessarily be charmed by somebody and not think they're a murderer, but well, um, and that's that causes an argument between Tom. And Doug, because Tom's like, oh, well, I thought that you didn't like them, but now that they think you're cool. <laughs> he's like, well, he's I like, can tell you who they think is a dork. <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah. I, I had to, like, tell them that we're, yeah. your dad has a house that we can use to keep you in it. So they have this argument because Tom, he's I think, is jealous. still jealous in oh, a yeah. weird way that these guys don't like him. And I think Doug does kind of like the attention of it. He's like... Because he because that whole that's why he has that whole like I don't think that well when you're the other side of the tracks and the rich kids suddenly give you attention for the first time in your life there might be a little bit of something yeah, there I mean so it's like there's a weird dynamic going between Henson and Penhall but so know. anyway cut the rebop says Janko and all this is going on which just I, I have to throw in some Jankoisms because I I adore him I love him so much. we both love him for different reasons but and for all the reasons I mean again this is a spoiler but I'm so, I get so sad. When Forrest isn't on the show anymore, which happens very quickly, actually. So Janko gets HT to uh, go check out, uh, I guess, the leather jacket guy um, is what I'm writing down. Niles. Niles, Niles. is his name. Kurt yes. Niles. Do we cut here? I'm saying Judy's being, oh, just Judy's just saying she's being pestered by Vinny. Well, it's, it's, that's why she's getting phone call after phone call. He's yeah, calling he in and keeps like, wanting to talk to Judy about doing? it. Which um, is like such a classic, like, the police aren't doing anything. And it's, well... You don't know what they're doing. They're they're working on it. I know that that. I mean, I again, I get it. But. And I think we must have gotten our first wide shots here because I I, I start noticing their clothes. Um, I just wrote that Judy has nice boots and torn jeans. It's a it's a good outfit. Well, it's just a, a cute. That's what she does. It's very cute. And uh, Jenko continues to be a, a fashion icon with his <laughs> flat cap bomber jacket. And a jersey, he has like a, a like a, some kind of jersey, like with yeah, a number on, like under a the jersey jacket. jersey on it, which was weird. Like a football jersey, I think, which was weird. Which is very not in brand, but it's probably just like something he found at like the thrift store. You get the see, uh, feeling like the whole outfit was just found at the thrift I don't store. Know. Yeah. I also love that uh, Jenko is, is very worried about the whole, the budget for this, this, you know, because they got the rich kids. Well, because this gonna, is when Tom brings up, needing by a house. the way, we need a house. And HT's a like, person. a house? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. And yeah, Jenko's, I just put it me. Like, Jenko's like, I got a budget here, kids, you know. Well, he um, says the guys downtown don't like yeah. the money that they're spending, essentially. Because there's still a possibility of murder going on, Jenko wants them to go ahead and go through with this drug run that's going to happen. 
And Hanson's very worried. He's like, we're going to be facilitating a crime here. He's like, not when you're undercover. Right. And you're like, basically, they're trying to roll these guys up and get the bigger fish, which is the murder charge. Um, So, and he wants them to, especially he wants HT and just all of them in general to bust Niles and get him to roll on the rich kids. Um, Well, I don't. Is that what we're doing right now, or are we trying to bust them all with the drugs? To get, well, I don't he, his idea is basically to bust Niles. Yes, and, okay. Um, so that's the reason to run run the drugs, essentially. So that's the basic gist of that scene. So we cut to the hut again, and they're, they're talking about their plans. And they're going to Puerto Vallarta, which is just so rich. That's like a place. Of course they're going to Puerto Vallarta. Well, but anyway. they're going there to get the drugs yes and so Hanson because he's still the square is not going to be invited yeah, yeah. he's but, there but they're like but we'll beat you at your house later yeah so they're, they're basically he's just there to provide the house but at least that does mean he the penhole plan kind work, of that he's kind of part of it and then we uh cut back to jump street i guess that's is that yeah, it scene? yeah yeah and then we jump back to the chapel yeah. because tom is like really worried about this whole house situation he says, we got you a house. And he's like, oh, okay, what is it? Is it good enough? Like, it's it's still this weird thing of, like, Tom yeah. wanting them to like him. Which it is important for, obviously, this case. But also, it's like he wants them to like him a little bit. Yeah. And that's when they say they got the house of that guy. Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. They, they got the house of a guy. And it's basically, they, they don't say DeLorean. I'm guessing there must have been No, they give him a different DeLorean. name. They give him a different name. But it's DeLorean, rather clearly. Because, yeah, it's like, do you remember that guy, so-and-so? And he's like, oh, the one who made... The $100,000 sports car that wouldn't work in reverse, basically. And, it was and a, he's like, yeah, when the IRS took his house, yeah, the this IRS is took what his we're going to be using. It was confiscated by the IRS and the SEC. I love that too. Um, they're, so they're using the basically the DeLorean guy's house as as their house. So we, we cut to uh, Vinny's auto mechanic shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just you know like every I like how every working class kid in the show so far has been an auto mechanic. I guess it's just like their shorthand. Like you know what do the working class people do? I guess they fix cars. Um, <laughs> so he's totally ready to go. Basically, he's telling you know Judy that he's ready to go vigilante justice well, on their asses. Likes- and he gives her the names of the boys that we already... And she's like, yeah, we already know about them. He's like, then arrest them. And it's yeah. like, okay, we need to... Get evidence. Be and, able yeah. to arrest them. And he feels like, once again, they're not doing enough. And then we get out that he basically just used to carry we golf ca- clubs. He caddied and, caddied and mowed their lawns. And... and that he's just sick of them. And I'm like, you know what? I am on your side, Vinny. Because <sighs> rich people are the worst. And these rich people... Specific, like seriously, I cannot tell you how much this whole episode was so hard for me to watch. As much as I actually really love, of course, Pinhall in this episode, and I like how Judy is handling the situation. With Which, the by the way, Holly Robinson acting her socks off in this scene, but yes, yeah, she does really move on. I just hate yes. people so much. Every time they're on screen, I'm just like, I know, darling, it's God, okay. The worst. So yes, eat the cla- rich. We're 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 we're, uh, we're cl- <laughs> class warring our way through this episode. We cut to the airport and the the private plane is returning. Hanson and HT are there to, and he's to so HT is 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 posing as the driver basically. It's Hanson's like personal like the driver for because he's rich of course. Uh, are picking up the boys and then you're like oh what, what but the Penhall's not with them. And he's like well where's Penhall and they're like oh we made him fly commercial. So it becomes clear that Penhall had to fly commercial by himself with, with the, the drugs, drugs to um, mule them in. And so they go to the... And a kilo. They got a whole a kilo. A kilo of drugs. Um, <laughs> and Penhall is full-on, like, vacation attire. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, I don't remember if it's actually a floral Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, Hawaiian shirt. shirt and, yeah. So he's trying to blend in, I guess. But the way Penhall would blend well, in is by standing out. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just Penhall being Penhall, probably. 
And I might point out that there's at some point somebody says pain in the neck. And obviously that was an overdub for pain in the ass at some point. Um, in this and Ioki is the driver talking about all the teenagers. All the teenagers being a pain Because Tom in the neck, is yeah. like... Being a dick to him. Being a dick to him to, like, show that he's cool or whatever, which I don't think works. Right, so we we cut into the car, and this is where Panhall tells Hanson that he's got a kilo of cocaine, and he is ticked about having to do this, obviously. But he didn't Um, have a choice because it would have blown his cover, and they still don't have it. (laughs) Panhall says something in Spanish at some point, and I'm like, oh, Panhall knows a little Spanish. Look at this working class kid doing his his homework. And, of course, he's extremely angry also – because Penhall's going a little bit class warish here too, because they can basically just walk up with a kilo of you know cocaine and nobody says anything, and it's just like buying. And they a, just take it. It's like buying and a Coca-Cola, that the place what they were staying was like beautiful and perfect, and it was amazing. Yeah, and this is where we find out that Kim was definitely raped. Yeah, like, um, this is the they they got back reports, and there was definitely obvious trauma, and, and that you know that she was definitely you know violated. Um, so oh, that just oh, I can't think about it too much because it really just bothers me yeah. a lot. So we we end up at uh, Hanson's crib. So I I say crib because it's like this is like the kind of thing that you would get in like the crib, you know those old MTV, MTV cribs. cribs. Yeah, like here's what? where the magic happens. You know, we're um, kind of a retro futurist modernist. It looks like a terrible like all those like rich people houses that look terrible to actually live in. That like I can't I imagine they about actually most spend any rich time. people houses. It's all this like glass and just it just looks awful. Um, if I were rich, I would just buy an old Victorian home and goth it out really, really hard. It would be just amazing. So the drug dealer arrives to get his to get his share. And he recognizes the house. Oh that's right. So we're worried that and I was just like, I feel like I've seen this house before. What is this house? Yeah. And so Tom kind of throws out like, "Oh, my dad bought it from this guy." And so he says that it was the guy, the guy with the cars. And he's like, right. "Oh yeah, that guy." And then one of the Richies is like, "Oh, I can't remember the name of the guy because it's obviously supposed to be Delorean, Delorean but they don't use Delorean." Yeah. And um, like he gets a little bit money and thinks he can do whatever he wants or something like yeah. that. Like thinks he's above the law, which I'm like. That's how the F you're acting. Well, I wrote down, old, old money can break well, the law. Well, but then he yeah. says, the nouveau, they never learn or something like the that. The nouveau, like, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's just gross. Like, oh, so old money, you can rape a girl and let her die and it doesn't matter. But like new money, they can't even like try to, I don't know, it, the whole thing. Don't do shitty things. Yes, I, I don't agree. care how much money you do or do not have. So the 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 uh, Niles has a drug testing kit on his person, which I guess makes sense. Well, yeah, if you're like, a drug dealer, you want to know if your cocaine that you have is real, actual good, good cocaine. stuff. And he's like, "Well, this isn't as good as the last one, but you know, he'll take it." And so, you know, the drug deal has occurred. Then we cut to Hanson and Hoff's. Uh, they're following Niles. Um, yeah, because now the they couldn't bust the kids with the cocaine because. Doug's the one that brought it in, but they know now that Niles has the cocaine, so they're going to try to bust Niles so that he'll roll over. Yeah, and so they're they're following him. Um, there's I just put another saxophone song. It's it's so it's it's the eighties, man. It's just all the saxophone. Also, maybe a lovely reference to Hanson's prowess with the saxophone. <laughs> they they end up essentially in the obviously the seedy part of town, and he pulls up, and there's a a lady of the night pulls go, leans in his window and is basically asking him for stuff, and they're like they're just about to get out and bust him uh, for the kilo of cocaine that's in the back, and then she's like, 
I got you, Mister, or some some such. It's like she's obviously a cop, so she's undercover. So, yeah, he's and vice busted. cops come roaring around the so corner. So now he's busted by an undercover prostitute, and, so they, and they can't get him for the drugs. For the drugs, which is just like ah, vice. And so that's when we cut to commercial, and they're they're all frustrated. We're all frustrated for them. Cut from commercial to um, <laughs> Janko playing the guitar, playing his electric guitar, like the hippie that he is, and Julian. Tom come in and 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 they're upset. They're like trying to tell him about what just happened, and he's like, he stops in the car guitar and goes, "What is it, my son?" <laughs> Which I think is just he's a that's guru, the funny man. thing about this episode is so heavy. I think that's why they have some of the stuff in there. But I just thought that was the funniest thing. And and so they find out he finds out that Vice got him, and they're like, "Well, maybe they'll notice the kilo." And he says, "Well, the kilo they wouldn't notice the kilo unless it's set up and asked for and proposition them." them. Yeah. <laughs> And so he calls, um, I think, the the gentleman from the beginning, who I'm assuming still is, is the is homicide, homicide guy, yeah, and asks who is the commander over at Vice right now, and it's this guy who's called Jake the Rake. Yeah, clearly a square, and An he's an older a, guy. And he says he's a Vietnam vet, but he's like, oh, I know how to deal. Well, he with doesn't those say guys. Vietnam vet. He's but like, he's he a, hasn't liked you since they since you guys lost them the war the in war. Vietnam. So clearly, so the idea is yeah. that like he's like this straight laced, obviously like. You know, Republican, yes. pro war, like older gentleman has a who picture hates of, hippies. Has a picture of Reagan in his office. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean that kind of thing. Yeah. So we, speaking of of hard cuts, um, we cut to Janko in full regalia, full like army, like going to talk to Jake. The well, no, it's not army regalia. Uh, police regalia. Police regalia. Oh my looking gosh. like trying to look like an actual cop so, for once. During the pilot, we talked about how weird Johnny Depp looks. In a police uniform. <laughs> Frederick Forrest looks so much weirder. And he's got his hair. Because, you know, he's got this, like, longish hair. He's got his hair, like, back. And he's got his hat on. It is it is a uh, sight. It is a sight to behold. Uh, copyright Lindsay Ellis on this. But thanks, I hate it. It's just... Is awful. She, I don't know if she's the one who came up with it. I don't know. That's the first thing. People say that all the time. She, she's the one I, I always associate it with. But thanks, I hate it for I mean, sure. She does use yeah, it anyway. a lot, but I think that's an internet thing. He's anyway trying to basically. They want to get Niles, Niles out. out. That's what it is. Yeah. They don't want him busted for this, so that they could try to still get him on the drug charge. So he's explaining that he wants his paperwork done, and the and guy the, keeps. Do saying, I like, know you? Gag. Continue. Don't I know you? And he's I, like, No, sir. I don't think so. I, sir. I feel like every undercover, like we talked about this with. Talking, he's like. Oh yes, sir. No, sir. Oh, Thank yeah. you, sir. <laughs> like, and he keeps. They they drag the do. And the guy get... talks about like all this paperwork he's gonna have to do, all the stuff he's supposed to file. It's just so <laughs> damn, damn TPS reports. <laughs> it was just very office space. Um, um, he talks about doing it, in, so, doing the report in triplicate too. By the way, yeah, he did. Which is which I love. A triplicate kids, by the way, is you used to have to do things on carbon copies so you could have multiple copies through the paper as you signed it. It, it's a it's a thing. It's Sorry, fine. you were about to say. No, I was just gonna say Office Space. Hot take: that movie is way overrated. Okay. How dare you? How dare you? Okay. I mean, there 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 are bits of it that are fun. Like, there, but I feel not that way about a lot of like cult classic kind of things. It, it it hit like a certain okay place. But anyway. Yes. So we cut to Vinny's got a gun. Down 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 down. down. Vinny's oh, got right. a gun. So yeah, sorry. Um, so Vinny has a gun. Sorry, that's that's. That was really, really good. Thank you. He, you couldn't see it because obviously this is a podcast, but he was kind of doing this little like dance along with it. It was. I, I was. I was, try, I was trying to. I'm do, sorry that everyone missed that. Uh, oh, channel my inner Steven Tyler. Well, because 
But. I don't know if we mentioned this, but in the previous scene at his shop, he said that if they don't do something about it, that he will. And Judy's like, if you do something, I'll have to bust you, you know. But Yeah, so basically we're just associating that Vinny's getting his gun and is, is ready to go. go yeah, he shows shit. up at some party, which I guess they're supposed to be at. And they get, he gets stopped, of course. Yeah. Um, so now we are in a lawyer's office, and the boys well, are there. I don't know if it's a lawyer's office. Or I guess well, it's... It or they're, maybe it's at the school. I don't know. It's, or it's at somebody's Somebody's home. office. It's, there's like books and stuff. Um, they want to obviously clean up this whole well, situation. Well, they're talking to a lawyer who is someone's uncle. It's like your Uncle Kent. And they're like, okay, right, Uncle well, Kent, of we, course, have a, you know. we have a situation. And, and so basically he finds out. They, they, well, they talk around they it. They talk but, around it as rich people do. They're like, um, we might. Basically they're trying to convince him that they want to get um, Niles out of prison because he might possibly have information about certain people in a situation where they might be misconstrued as a possible rape and murder or something like that. Like, they're talking around it like, it's almost like the, so I have a friend, but, like, everyone in the room knows that they're talking about right, themselves. themselves. Well, and it's ugh, such well, a rich the, the one thing thing. that annoys me the most, of course, is the attorney is basically like, well, that's disappointing and regrettable. And it's, it's yeah, not like, like... I'm disappointed in you I boys. mean, admittedly, he's an attorney. Perhaps you should tell me all about this. Yeah. And he's one of their uncles, too. And, like, if my nephew came... Well, again, I'm not a rich asshole, but... Yeah. And I'm sure he probably raped many women in his day, but, yeah. like... Well, God, it's... That's the thing, is they're like, there's a possible rape and murder... And um, Rollator asks, like, I'm planning, on, going to Princeton, I'm planning yeah. on going to Princeton in the fall. Do you think this will affect it? And, and of course, Uncle Kent says, did you put it on your... And he's or like, applica- application. Or application. Yeah. And he's like, well, <laughs> no, sir. Like, ah, isn't that a funny joke? You killed a girl. It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, God, I hate them so much. <laughs> should I reference Chappaquiddick again? No, I won't do that. Okay. Um, you are going to get us killed. I know. I'm talking about... Which have a quick. I know the Kennedys. They they have people, people. are going to think that we committed suicide, like Marilyn Monroe. If I commit suicide, it wasn't a suicide. I was Epstein'd. Okay. Um. <laughs> so um. Oh, here actually is where we have Vinny arriving at the party. So there's there's this scene actually interpolated, but it doesn't matter anyway. Oh, the Vinny's... other scene was when Vinny was pulling the gun out of his drawer. Drawer, and then he shows up at the party. Okay. It's not terribly important. The order. It's, no. We've we've done it anyway. We get so we it. Cut Vinny's to... going after them. Uh, 21 Jump Street and um, the, the calls for Judy have been screened. So she's kind of mad because she's like, oh, is Vinny calling? Like, they were like, well, they started screening Yeah, all, oh, that's you know? what it was. The the scene before, Vinny was on the phone saying, I want to talk to Hoffs, Judy Hoffs. Yeah. And he's getting the runaround and that's when he finds the gun. Right. And so Judy sees like there's a gazillion messages for her about Vinny Morgan. Like, and oh, apparently yeah. downtown like screens their claw- calls or something. Yeah. So. so Janko calls to say that Niles has been bailed out. Did he bail Niles out? Or I don't no, what they... happens is while he was talking to to Whatever. Jake the Rake, when he gets out of talking to him, he finds out that Vinny's been bailed out, of course, yeah. by our Richies. Um, and he calls her peaches. Oh. Such, I, know, I know you ship them. <laughs> I but... do, I really do. So anyway, he wants peaches and <laughs> HT to follow Niles to see, you know, where he's headed. Um so we cut to Niles getting the Bronco back, which, by the way, apparently Broncos are what you commit crimes with. Although OJ's out now, so I probably shouldn't say too much more. Or he'll, I mean, he'll he find didn't me too. commit a crime with. Well, I guess actually the driving around was a crime. I don't know. 
I mean, that's <laughs> evading the arrest. And okay, anyway, criminals so, drive Bronco. Bronco. <laughs> I'm not going to ever drive a Ford Bronco because I feel like it'll incriminate me. Um, and uh, so he drives to uh, what we both determined was discount Tina Turner of some kind. It really does kind of sound like somebody trying like, to do her very much. One hundred percent. And and so the there we cut he to He goes the, back to the CD time side of town right. where the hookers are. I'm yeah. like, man, that man loves him a sex worker. So and we cut to those so we see that the stuff is still in the back of the car because Vice didn't see it, of course. Um and Hoffs and H T they do finally get to bust him and he speeds off, which is funny because they like run up to him, they like, get out of the car and yeah, run they up to go him. to well they yeah. go up to his um window and he thinks that she's a sex worker at first yeah. and she's like Nope, if you're only. arrested, but. and he's like, he's like, what for looking at hooker? Like that's the yeah. what he says because he hadn't actually you know been propositioned yet, and she's like, no for, I don't know, yeah, how she puts it, but drugs basically. So they they run off, and then they like try to run in pursuit. I guess. Oh they, yeah. Well, and they had backup. Yeah, so. and then the, and the, there's backup, and there's a car chase. They have to have a car chase in every episode. Apparently, the car chases are all pretty good, to be fair. Um, and they they. Long story short, the corner Niles in an alley. Um, and he says something about, like, a houseboy. Is his, uh, there's, like, a day well, no, okay. he sees Aoki, who oh, he's a was like, the, dri- yeah, that's right. the driver that's right. for says, Tom. Aren't you the houseboy? Uh, and he's, he's like, like, that's my, my day, day job. job. And then it ends on a freeze frame. It's Which not is super weird. the end of the episode at all, but it ends on a freeze frame and of, like... I don't know that it's ever done that before. They're trying to stinger that, like, not terribly... Like, they, think, they must have thought that was a great line, like... I, Oh, that's my day job. We got to do a freeze frame here. Yeah, I don't know. So it does go to commercial. So we cut to Niles' interrogation, and he obviously thinks that they're oh, never going to get him. Because the deal, obviously, for him to be bailed out by those rich boys is that basically he's going to probably go to prison for a couple years on the drug thing. And then he's going to get out, and the idea is that they know that they've bribed him. They're going to give him all this money when he gets out yeah. and because they so that he won't roll over on them. And they're yeah. really trying to get it out of him, and he's just yeah. sitting there like he's so cool. Um, so you, you know, he's actually like using the term non sequitur. He's like, oh, "Are you going to get me a sandwich?" And he's just he's just yeah, being he's a, being a total dick. He's not talking, and Jenko is. This is more theory that Jenko had a bad drug trip at some point or just had bad things with drugs because he is always angry about drugs. It was 150,000... 120,000. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have written it down wrong, but of cocaine. $120,000 worth. Of did you do the math on that kilo. one too? I did the math on that one too. I don't know if this is true for a kilo of cocaine today because I don't do drugs. Well, I also don't know if cocaine but, is quite the thing anymore, but uh, yeah. Right, cocaine I mean, people may still not do it. even be worth this now, yeah, I don't know. But um, he said that you had a kilo, which is $120,000 worth. And in today's money, that would be $271,000 worth of cocaine. That is... So, I mean, he that's... That's a lot of money. A lot. That will put you down for a while. But, like, yeah, they're just really, you know, ripping into him. Uh Pinhall at one point like grabs his chair. Oh, he's doing the bad cop routine. I, I was I, like, I just put, damn, yeah. <laughs> he has a bone earring too, which I love that he's playing oh the bad God, cop his with his earring earrings. Just anyway, I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, well, and that's the point where he goes. They're like, we know that they bribed you. They offered you money. You know, tell us what yeah. happened. You know, they're trying to get him, and he goes. My future's so bright, and then he puts on a pair of sunglasses. I which gotta is, wear shades. Yeah, the title drop. Which yeah, is 
ridiculous. Also, whose sunglasses are those? Yeah. Why are they in the room? Anyway, okay. As the Cinema Sins guy says, roll credits. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, so, of course, Epenol is very ticked at these small sentences oh that God. they guys get. Well, no, he's mad because they can't get the guys now. Yeah. He's like... We have nothing on them. What do you want me to do? Go kick the door down in the... Well, and Tom's yeah. like, are we going to let this happen? He's like, what do you want me to do? Kick the door down? Cut to Penhall kicking the door down. <laughs> Which, whew, hold on, give me a minute. All right, mm. have a moment here. That was good times. Anyway, he, so he literally kicks the door down to one of their houses. And Brolin's, of course, being a smarmy ass and uh, talking about... Well, they come in going, hello, guys. And they're like, little birdie told us that you're cops. Yeah. You know. Oh, and how the... the, the that they're taxpayer, which is always the rich people thing. So I like, guess that means you work for us. Which like, okay, that's not how that works. Quick sidebar: I worked for a library in a slightly richer part of of town. Uh, not rich, but like the the upper middle class, where it's just they're just rich enough to be jerks, you know. Um, and they built a new library, and the number of times that people wanted me to forgive fines and crap because. Because they built help pay well they paid the for the library and then yeah and then if that didn't work they're like well I'm a taxpayer and I pay your salary which whoo if you wanted to get me mad I'm like I'm also a taxpayer so technically I guess I pay my own salary I don't, it's oh the also, taxpayer I pay bring your own. GD books back yeah. mo money mo bitch assness apparently it's amazing to me the people like the rich people would be so mad about twenty five cent pines and I would see like poor people. Like digging through their Take couch their cushions to get their seven dollar fine. Anyway, so yes, I'm I'm uh, I'm with you on the on the class warfare thing here, but but yeah, so they're basically telling them that like they're gonna get a judge that really hates drugs, and, the, and that Niles and is that gonna Niles sing, is totally yeah. gonna sing, and and they're what they're doing. So they're leaning on the kid who's got the conscience. On, Carrie, the yeah. kid who's like got yeah. the, the who they think has more of a conscience, and so yeah. they're like specifically looking at him. And Rollator's like, "Oh, I'm so scared." Oh, I like when they come in. Um, he's like, uh, "Can I offer you a drink or something like that?" And he just like dumps all the stuff off yeah. of their table. It's just a really good scene because because Penhall is Penhall. just like and Carrie is Richie's. Like I feel. I don't feel that bad for him because he's an accessory to all these crimes, but clearly well, he's not. Well, he obviously not... raped a girl, so fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, he's... Although, I don't know that he... Oh, no, I said the F word. Now we're, we're yeah. no longer, like... Although, he family-friendly. Um, we weren't really family. I mean, who knows whether he actually was involved in the rape. I have a funny feeling he was, like, the lookout or something. He's still accessory um, to all these crimes. That doesn't matter. If you're the lookout, you're still... Oh, no, I'm not saying he gets off. full of garbage so, with garbage on top. We uh, we cut to the police station and they really set up that somebody's here to talk and it's that old guy you know the the guy, homicide the, guy and he walks yeah, like, through a bunch of hallways and so of course murder. they're setting up that this is Carrie and we pan over and who is it it's Rollator who's G-D gonna be Rollator who's gonna be rolling over and of course he's doing this to get immunity because well he's yeah afraid. he says that he's like about this Kim Morgan matter uh, like this yeah. is literally what he says about this Kim Morgan matter some of my friends were involved. But I want you to get me a lawyer and get me immunity and I'll talk about it. And I'm like, you, SOB, you're the GD ringleader. This is can, absolutely rich people. Can I just talk about how good an actor James Brolin I will is, say by the way? Not James Brolin, Josh Brolin. I will say, Brolin is really good in this yeah. episode because he's a good actor. And it's clear, it's kind of, it's very clear that he's like a star because he's so good at being the smarmy asshole that I just want to, like, I 
God, I hate him. Well, so he grew much. up rich, but he grew up like I think he grew up in Texas. So he's funny because I, like I feel like he knew kids like this, and like this is him playing a kid he knew. But also in No Country for Old Men, he plays a redneck and is a hundred percent believable as that. And he knew kids like that. He said growing up, so it's he's kind of got Sometimes both sides. Sometimes I of that. feel like you know, rich kids who are children of artists like movie stars. I mean, not to say that they're it's all one way or all the other aren't really the same kind of rich kids as what these kids are in this show. Like he plays that smarmy really well, but I don't know that he was necessarily that in real life. Like he's that good of an actor. Right. I mean, he's just a good actor, I think because I wanted, I just hated him this whole episode. (laughs) Yes. So we cut to from there to back to jump street and everybody is obviously very disappointed that, that uh, Rollator is going to be getting off. And, and Janko is basically like, there's going to be cosmic divine well, justice, you know, man. It's more like Janko's like, hey, you did good. This, oh, yeah, you, this guys, is... you guys did a good job. And they're like, yeah, but it feels awful, feels awful because yeah. like, he, they raped and killed a girl and he's just going to get away with it. you know. And he's like, hey, you busted the other two. You got the drug thing. Yeah. And he basically says that he believes in like cosmic divine justice yeah which of course he does um so we cut back to the school and it's obviously the end of the year toward the end of the year and Rollator is coming out so he's obviously gotten off scot-free and who should he see but Vinny? and Vinny is very obviously you know confronting him about you know kim and he's like what are you talking about man nothing whatever well no he he's just like uh can i help you know yeah. whatever he's like are you Rollator? and he's like yeah he's like i'm kim morgan was my sister or yeah. what did you do to my sister and he's like Hey, you know. Whatever, man. Yeah. Come, come he's, on. he's just trying to get all, get all, get out of it again. And we have a freeze frame on Rollator and we hear in the background a gunshot. So, rather obviously, Cosmic, Cosmic Divine Justice. That, motherfucker. Uh, I feel a little bad for Vinny that he's going to now go to prison for the rest of his okay, life. Okay, I do feel bad for Vinny. But I mean, that was a decision that he made. Yeah. Here's my thing. I'm not even a proponent of the death penalty. I don't cheer when teenagers get shot. Yeah. I don't hate this ending. <laughs> it does feel sort of like... It's just awful. Well, yeah. also, it's just... I think that's why this one is so hard for me, because, like, if you think too hard about the fact that this poor girl was drugged and raped by three boys... Yeah. ...and then died, like, that is one of the worst things... I mean, there are lots of horrible things that can happen. Yeah. But, like, that's horrible. Like... Yeah. That should never happen, and it happens way too much, and rich people get away with shit way too much. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not okay with vigilante justice in the real world. I'm really not. But at the same time, I'm like, that, like, well, I would want to shoot that guy. But I'm, it's, it's kind of like watching a Tarantino movie, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, you want to see, it, it's, it's nice to see, you know, the, the Nazis get there and Inglourious Bastard. It feels good, because and, that's. That doesn't happen yeah. in real life. Right. It's, it's, it's nice to see the, the bad guys get I mean, poor get Vinny is going to be gonna put away for life. And also, my thing with Vinny is that, like, I know that he's just in pain and he's mourning. But here here's my thing for Vinny. That's not going to bring Kim back. Yeah. And now you've compounded your mother's grief. Revenge, like, yeah. That's my issue, doesn't work too, out. with him is that, like, I get it. I would want to do that, too. It's not fair that Rollator just gets off scot-free. Well, I feel like... So here's my other take on this. Is if you shoot somebody who's who's guilty of a crime and got away with it, there's no chance for a Raskalnikov kind of situation. And if you don't know who Raskalnikov is, that's the guy from Crime and Punishment 
who gets away with murder in Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment and is tortured for the rest of his life because he got away with it completely scot-free and nobody knows that he did it, but he can't live with himself. And that's the whole point of the book, essentially, is that it's almost worse to get away with the crime than it is to not to. I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's... Well, you know, and I don't think that Rolator would give two shits. Yeah. I don't know that he may be a sociopath, but... I mean, he is very close. All right. Well, so we're running long, so let's let's get to the... Do you want to go ahead and do the PSA now, or do you want to do the wrap-up yeah, episode so first? Yeah, so we can go ahead and wrap up the episode, and then we can talk about the, the PSA. PSA. Okay, so what is your favorite um, 80s or just a favorite thing about this episode that Nothing. made you happy? Nothing. I hate everything about it. I love Judy's hair again. I, I'm, I'm a big thing for, for big hair. And I love the sharing of an earring. Yes. Well, Penn Hall trying to be preppy is pretty funny. Do do many? I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to like in my mind think about the people that I know. I'm trying to think of if I know many like men or masculine presenting people who really wear earrings very much. I feel like. Oh yeah, people do all. I mean. I, I almost feel like it was big um, in the gauges 90s. are a little bit more of a thing right now. It was a thing for a while. Men wearing like one earring was a big thing for a while. I remember um, Barry Bonds, who was you know, like yeah. the best baseball player in the world for a while. He had, had like one, the diamond, one, right? like, It was like a cross sometimes, and oh. sometimes it was just like a diamond. It was usually a cross, um, and it was just in one earring. And I remember... Like, the old school baseball people were all well, offended by it. I also remember it. there was that whole, like, stupid thing of, like, if it's your right ear... You're gay you're or whatever. Gay or, yeah. Which, I don't know which ear was which. And, it and maybe it matter. was, like, a code in the gay community I mean, for a while. for I a while, know. I you know, know, you kind of had to be underground about things. So that's absolutely possible. I don't know yeah. because I did not... Well, I was you, not were, you were in the gay community in the 80s. You weren't even alive in the I 80s. I was not. And, um, but I was just trying to think, especially, like, dangly ear. I, feel, I guess men... That I have seen with earrings don't usually have like more like studs or something. Yeah, it's like studs or again, I think gauges are kind of a big deal right now for men and women. And but anyway, I just I love the earring. It was it was cute. I love the earring work. I feel like we we just talk about earrings all the time. Yeah. Well, and, and that in the saxophone music is always, I feel like the 80s is just... There weren't any okie-dokies in this episode, so maybe I should just stop having an okie-dokie count and only mention it if it comes up. Maybe it gets worse as time I really feel along. like there were more, they but get lazier. what do I know? This episode, I believe, is the first one that ends what not is- with the, the final shot, but with a PSA, a uh, public service announcement, where they're all, the, the, main, the main four, are talking about... How don't do drugs, kids, basically, which... Well, but they're talking to one another. They're walking down, like, a school hallway. Like, how it's, should we do it's this? It's very meta. So it's like a meta PSA of them talking about doing a PSA. Which, sidebar... Like, can... Johnny Depp says, drugs can really mess you up. Yes, I, I, which is Depp yes. talking about how drugs can mess you up. Yes, they can. When you're the best friends with Hunter S. Thompson. Well, he wasn't then. But I'm just saying, when we know what happens with Johnny Depp later. I'm yes. like, yes, you are correct. Although, I feel like it's more up. drinking with him than drugs, but yes, it's... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Addiction can mess you up, kids. Yes. And then the phone number for, like, if you need help for, One, like, drug addiction... Which is 1-800-COCAINE. <laughs> which, so 80s, pops up on the screen, and I love Johnny Depp gives this reaction, like, it actually popped well, up in front of him, he's like, whoa! they mention the number while they're, like, doing their talk, like, you know, what should we say, da 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 and then Judy's like, or not not Judy because it's actually um so Holly but Holly goes what was that number again and and Peter goes Holly it's right there and points you know like because they're gonna overdo it and Depp gives the most Depp reaction to that he like jumps back like so it's awkward, so yeah. it's so funny it was 
and he like kind of looks around. I don't know. It, it was very. It's sort of funny to have like a meta PSA already in this. It's, it's it feels like something that would have happened in like the the late nineties when like the Gen X like yeah. Daria. I'm over it kind I'm of thing happened. I'm trying to remember what they were wearing because you made the comment that they looked like the Breakfast Club. They do kind of look like the but Breakfast I don't know Club. What, so, well, actually, Johnny Depp is wearing blue jeans and a sh- and this white shirt with something graphic on it and like a long coat. To he looks me, like he looks like John Cusack can say anything. Oh, I thought he looked like um, Bender. Yeah, from he doesn't from have like Club, the yeah. scarves though. Bender has well, like the yeah. scarf. Work. But yeah. yeah, you you thought he looks like Bender. And then um, Peter DeLuise has like jeans and like a like a almost looks like a Letterman jacket. Or so like he looks like the jock. jacket. Um, I don't remember what Holly was wearing. Do you I remember think, what Holly was no, wearing? Which I'm is surprised shocking. That you don't I don't remember, remember what Holly, Holly was wearing. wearing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Dustin, HG, Dustin was or Dustin. HG. Yeah. Well, he's not HG. In Dustin when was wearing like um, one of those like suit jacket thing. So, 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 so the prep, the jock, and the, you know, the... But I think they were just wearing what regular clothes. They probably just... Uh, maybe what they actually wear... Although, maybe not. I don't know. They may have just picked off... Uh, the costumes I don't know. That, that looks like, pretty much like Johnny Depp. Trying to make you look like, you know, like so the Johnny. kids will relate to you so they'll listen to you and call the one Maybe, but I mean, I don't know. Call 1-800-COCAINE for their pot addiction, but anyway. I mean, I think Johnny Depp was wearing his boots that he still wears. He's oh, more, Johnny. He, like... It's funny Johnny, because Johnny. I see pictures of him from his 20s and it's clothing that like he still wears now. It's really funny. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for sticking with us through this long episode again. Um, I, I guess we'll... Rich. Yes. Well, the, 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 <laughs> don't, don't let the rich get away with crimes, maybe? Yeah, that. That. I'm not necessarily set for setting up guillotines per se because that ends with the rich oh, still am, in charge. But, but um, no, so sure. so we look look for us uh, next time as we will be discussing episode six, which we like a lot better. So if you didn't like this episode, stick around for that one, which is much more fun. I would say it's, it's more fun, and also subscribe. Comment if you'd like. Yes, please leave a comment. We'd love to hear what if you think. If we said something that is factually inaccurate, we'd love to hear about it. Oh, yes. We, Corrections are welcome. We absolutely don't do that much research. We watch the show. So, anyway, thanks for listening. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to say before we leave these fine people? Okie doke. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Thanks, guys. You're going to learn something when we meet you on the pod. How are we going to do this? Oh, we don't want to sound too preachy, right? Yeah, it's really important that we don't make it seem like we're pointing the finger at anybody. No, but drugs are a problem. I mean, there's a lot of peer pressure in high school, and the point is, drugs can really mess you up. And if anyone needs help and feels like talking about it, call 1-800-COCAINE. We should have filmed it. What was that number again? Holly, it's right there. Oh.